What's up, everybody? Today in Web3, I think the biggest news today is the Ledger wallet fiasco situation. Okay, so what's happening is Ledger is now allowing people or going to be rolling out a service, a subscription service, mind you, to allow people to back up their 24-word seed phrase to their company, which we'll go into like the real big details about that. Uh, but this is throwing up red flags across the crypto industry. The fact is, if you lose your 24-word seed phrase, um, and you can't access your ledger wallet because your pin code is forgotten or messed up or you lost your ledger or is destroyed. You lost your crypto. Um, also, it ad adds security risk as well. If somebody can hack the companies or if there's government uh, intervention some way with the company ledger or other companies that are going to be controlling your seed phrase, uh, you might lose your crypto. And so there's a lot of uh, concern here with the crypto community. And I think it's rightful concern, but we're going to go through all of those concerns and maybe ways to debunk those concerns in a minute. But first I want to just watch their, their own um, ledger's personal uh, video explaining the service and what they're trying to launch. All right. It's starting out as scared of losing your secret recovery phrase. Yes. I think we all are scared of damaging it. Yes. I am scared of damaging it. And now they have it sitting on a table and they're in a plane. Are you scared of not having it when you need it? I'm going to pause right there. First of all, never have your <laughs> your 24 word or 12 word secret seed or recovery phrase laying out in the open anywhere. If somebody comes in your house, they take a screenshot or I'm sorry, they take a picture of it with their cell phone. You lost your crypto. If it's in the background of your Zoom chats or we or I'm sorry, uh, your FaceTime chats or whatever you're doing, your podcasts, uh, Somebody can just pause the video, screenshot it, and you lost your crypto. Uh, always keep it in a, your seed phrases in a safe spot, either in a safe at your home or in a bank's safety deposit box. And if you put it into the safe, make sure they're using a fireproof bag because you, know, you never know when an accident's going to happen. Fire in your house, hopefully everybody's okay. But you don't want to also come in and lose your seed phrase and your ledger wallet that could be in your house as well. Uh, then you're, you have lost your crypto. So this is trying to – their service right now – is for people who are scared of losing their seed phrase. So let's continue. Ledger Recover, provided by, provided by who? Provided by CoinCover. The backup solution for your secret recovery phrase. You can recover your wallet anytime, anywhere without your secret recovery phrase. With Ledger Recover, your secret recovery phrase is duplicated, okay? Encrypted, okay? Linked to your identity. Okay, hold on. So we know that Ledger already has a history of losing people's identity, their data. They were hacked, um, I think it was a couple of years ago. I can't remember if it was 21 or 20 or 19, something like that. Anyway, everybody who's ordered a Ledger through the company website was doxxed. So all of those people, we all know that they have Ledger wallets, meaning that you know, they, they probably have crypto. They didn't just all buy it for Christmas gifts. They probably have crypto. So that was a big security breach within Ledger. And now they're saying, hey, give us your, your government-issued ID so we can have your ID on file to give your recovery uh, phrase back. So far, we're not off to a good start. And it's split into three fragments. Each encryption fragment is secured by three companies separately. Okay, wait, now let's stop there. I have a lot of questions about that because what if those companies are seized by the government, their data is seized by the government because of something, maybe it's, you know, there's a lot of things up in the air with regulation. So if say you have company A, B, and C, and maybe they're in different countries, but company A is located in the United States, and the United States says, hey, you're a crypto company, 
we don't like what you're doing. Stop businesses. We're, st- we're st- you know, confiscating your data and your databases. And a third of your secret recovery key is there. Now, of course, you're using your ledger like normal. It's fine until your ledger gets lost. And now you might have lost your crypto because you can't get it from company A that now is working with company B and C. And so is that a point of failure? I'm not too sure, but I'm just going to put it up as a red flag for me saying that who are these companies? How are they securing your data? How do we make sure that their um, data database or their servers stay up and they don't get seized by governments or um, hacked or overran or, or so on and so forth? Because that is a third of your recovery phrase. You need it all. Your identity is the key to your wallet. Okay. They say restore now, verifying your identity using your ID, face recognition to retrieve access. Okay. To your wallet. All right. So they make it sound uh, very simple that all you have to do is. Um, so it's, they make it look like it's very simple just to watch you know upload your id um they take your seed phrase into multiple places and then they allow you to just use your face id your your id to press recover and then you get your crypto back so here's here's what a lot of people are saying about this uh first of all you need to opt in and this is an opt-in service so it's not going to go to every wallet you need to pay ten dollars a month (laughs) <laughs> okay, so $10 a month. I have a lot of opinions after this so and criticism, so give me a second. So it's a $10 a month subscription to have this service. Some criticisms to this are saying, for, for example, what WTF Ledger. This is a disaster waiting to happen. The new Ledger Nano X firmware introduces an option to let them back up your seed. Other opinions are, what? Doesn't it defeat the whole purpose of having a cold wallet? What's the point of it? What's the point, damn it? And then they said they invented the not cold, not hot wallet. It looks like the room temperature wallet. That is actually pretty funny. The room temperature wallet. The CEO ledger says this. You're saying this is not what customers want. Actually, this is the what the future customers want. The CEO continued to say, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying like, oh, I'm sure this will be hacked in the next 12 months. Okay, let's see. He added that the company has 6 million devices on the market and it hasn't been hacked, hasn't been compromised, and has no, no backdoors installed. Okay, so... That, my, in my opinion right there, is an invitation to people to like challenge accept, accepted. We were leaving you alone now, and even though if we were trying, and people have shown that they can hack into, like I think, treasures at one point and found different ways to workarounds for some hardware wires. I've never seen a ledger happen. But this is an invitation saying, like, okay, there are a lot of smart people out there, and especially if you collect them all together. I, I think we're going to some, have some interesting developments with this, but we'll see. We'll see. I hope it doesn't happen, obviously, because that is going to make everybody, those 6 million ledger wallets out there, uh, pretty much at risk and obsolete. And that's going to be a lot of people hurrying for the for the door. But as we all know, you know, competition smells blood and they're going to jump on it like sharks. And, and competitors are now discounting their hardware. For example, Blockstream is offering a 10% discount on their flagship wallet, Jade. Trezor is offering a 15% discount. Cold Card is showcasing a 15% discount and Bitbox is having a 10% discount as well. And now remember this is a totally opt-in service supposedly and there's no back doors unless you opt into this allowing access to your ledger. Well at Haseb had a tweet thread explaining why he's not concerned anymore. He said yesterday I freaked out about the revelation that ledger could split out your private key with a firmware update. Yet I noticed the smartest people were not freaking out. Was I missing something? I spent the evening educating myself and now I'm in the Never mind, it's fine. Camp. 
This was what my initial mental model was. I thought that Ledger's secure element was like Apple's secure enclave, a box that a private key lies in which can only sign things, but keys can never leave the device. To be perfectly honest, this is exactly how they advertised it. But is that not the case? Let's continue. But Ledger's upgrade to support evolving blockchains. Ethereum now requires BLS signatures. Then there's Solana, Near, Aptos, all the new stuff. They have new signing algorithms, all sorts of fanciness. Aside from Bitcoin, every single blockchain evolves. If Ledger was an unupgradable box with a private key inside, then it would need every algorithm that every blockchain will ever use already available inside the blocks. And if they don't think they can include the newer algorithm, you would have to throw away the device and buy a newer model. Customers did not sign up for that, so they accept the compromise. The box can take in a new code that touches the private key of a new user approves, but only the code that was signed by Ledger Co. Their sign-off is how we keep you from getting owned by malicious apps and phishing. Every Ledger app for any blockchain you run can in principle extract a private key on your device. Of course it can, because Ledger apps often have to derive a key from other blockchains which originates from the master secret on the device. There's no way around this. So yes, you're trusting Ledger, although you only need to trust them once, since you're never forced to upgrade firmware. This was always true. Either you throw away your device every time a new blockchain ships, or you embrace this trust model. It can't be both. The important point is every major hardware wallet works this way. That said, Ledger did some terrible corporate comms and freaked everybody out. The more I reflect on this, the main reason was people don't actually understand how hardware wallets work, myself included. He concluded saying that Ledger is fine regardless of the model. Choose your hardware wallet provider on the merits. And that's a really good point. A lot of people really didn't understand how the Ledgers work. And um, to be honest with you, I'm a little more confused because Ledger has always advocated and marketed that the private key stays within the Ledger. It made total sense. And now if you're giving people access to the ledger, they have access to your private key. So what's, what gives? Here's, here's my opinion on all of this. First of all, it's, a very, it's very, very bad timely because we have governments trying to access you know, or restrict people from crypto. There's legislation being moved around all the time. There's a lot of, um, I guess, political battles right here in the United States that is making crypto feel riskier than it is. Now we have this. And this is at the same time we have new regulations coming out of the EU. We have Dubai stepping up saying that they want to be a crypto hub. We have um, states over here in the United States making legislation to be more crypto friendly. Well, as the United States as a whole is you know, in a battle, the SEC is suing companies. And so crypto in Bitcoin and blockchain is very, I guess, in turmoil right now. And so they released this to add more fuel to the fire. And if you are looking at like, again, those three companies as a point of failure, if you seize a company or something happens to their servers or databases, maybe that's a point of failure. This ID, so now you're just collecting people's ID and giving it to governments and keeping it in a database that could be leaked as well because you have a track record of that. But I do really think people want this product. I really do people that one of the biggest fears they have is what if I can't get into it and I lose my 24-word seed phrase? I'm screwed. I'm done. It's over. My crypto's gone. And it might be okay for people to have a thousand bucks in there. And yes, you might be a little mad, but you'll still sleep at night. But if you have a lot of crypto in your ledger wallet, you're not going to sleep at night for a long time. And you're going to be very, very upset. Jamison Lop's biggest pointer with this is saying that don't have it in a single point of failure. Use multiple wallets for your crypto if you have a lot. Use three treasures or three um, 
ledgers or ledger neutralizer or multiple ways to access your wallet. But I do think people really want this product. I do think that people want a way to back up their keys and they will give their government ID to this company in order to have that peace of mind. Here's where I think they messed up is they're charging $10 a month for this. That's going to be $120 a year for this service. And if you're a buy and huddle kind of person, that's why you're getting a cold storage wallet. This is a this is basically $120 a year tax on having and hodling crypto. And over the long term, this is going to add up. And I don't know if anybody wants to pay that kind of money to just have that peace of mind. They might, they might not. I think that they should have rolled this out as a different product. They should have came out and said, hey, your ledgers are absolutely this how they've always been. And then came out with a Ledger Nano X pink edition or blue edition that had this. So it kind of differentiates the two different products into two different categories. We have the normal ledgers and then we have the blue ledger, which is now a um, a ledger that you can back up your 24-word key seed phrase. They then should have made it really, really cheap, $20 or something. And that $20 is just to get the ledger, but to activate it, you need to have this $10 a month subscription or you buy it for $120 and you have six months free or eight months free or one year service free, kind of like how you do it when you get a Tesla. If you buy a Tesla, you can get premium connectivity, which means you can stream your music, stream YouTube, stream um, uh, whatever else is on there uh, for free for a year. And then it costs you, I think, yeah, I think it's five bucks a month or $9 a month, something like that. Everybody gets it. I have never, I have never argued once not to have that subscription service on my Tesla because I got used to it. And I think they should have did the same thing, either bundled it as a whole year service on a different product or made it super cheap with the um, necess- ne- necessary add-on subscription service to it to activate it. And then everybody would have been okay. I have my ledger that works like normal and everybody has their, I guess, training wheels ledger uh, that helps them with their backup and it gives them a little piece of mind, but it costs them a monthly service. Anyway, I think this was mostly a marketing debacle. I think the product might be, is something that people want. People will want this product. I don't know if somebody's going to be able to hack it. If they hack it, then we have a huge problem within Ledger, uh, within this whole service. I don't know what the government's going to try to do with this as well, and if there's going to be a point of failure to start extracting people's or confiscating people's crypto this way. All I can say is I think they messed up with the launch, the product, the marketing, and I hope it doesn't get hacked, but it looks as though like the CEO is welcoming the challenge. Anyway, that's today in Web3's biggest story of the week, and I'll see you in other episodes.